you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Well, hi, everybody. It's Melissa. And this is Dane. And we're glad to be back with you. We are still in California our last week here, huh? Yeah. A little bit chilly, but... Not oh. that chilly. Oh, honey, compared yeah. to the rest of the country, we cannot be complaining about chilly. I agree. It's going to be 70. He's calling it chilly. But the mornings are oh. chilly. <laughs> All right. You got me cracking up first thing. Well, we've had an interesting and fun week. So we went, as we've told our listeners before, we went out to Art of the Cowgirl. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. In Queen Creek from here... About, what, a five-and-a-half-hour drive, I think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was really fun. And it's down through a part of Arizona that my brother lived in Yuma before he passed and most of his life in Yuma. And then through all the southern agriculture parts of the desert there through Casa Grande and Gila Bend and all of that into Queen Creek. And Queen Creek is where my horse trainer lived when I was really at the height of my showing and living in Arizona, Bob Ashcraft, just an incredible talent. But Queen Creek looked completely different today because, of course, it's all, it's a big bedroom community to Phoenix now. So it's massive. Yeah, a lot of houses that look similar to one another. Yeah, exactly. And then we got a VRBO, a B&B, and we were, you know how you look at all the photos and you think, boy, I hope this place looks anything like what we think we're renting. And it, I thought it was fabulous. How about yeah, I you? really liked it a lot. Yeah. It was nice. So clean. She had decorated it super cool. Big pool, very quiet. Yeah. And uh, about a mile from the venue. So we really loved it. We're going to try and snag that one again next year. Oh, we're going next year? I think we're going next year if I get invited back. I think I did pretty well, so I'll probably get invited back. And um, yeah, that was fun. Had a had a nice um, living room, kitchen, two bathrooms, big bedroom, washer, dryer, like everything you could possibly want for staying someplace for a week. We, it was this, nice. This time or next time we will know what to bring and what not to bring. Correct. And how long to stay. That's always that way for yeah. a first first time at an event. You, you learn a lot. You learn, oh gosh, we learned a lot of small things. Like our booth, we want to be on the other side of the booth street because we'd like to have the morning sun and the afternoon shade. So just little things like that that really make that experience better. We brought one of our staff members down, Cheryl, to man the booth. And so she flew in, got some things set up, got the booth structure set up before we got there. And then we got in and we set the rest of it up with her. And then she manned the booth for the weekend. So how spoiled were we? Because <laughs> it, it was one of our best expos ever. <laughs> Over the years, we have gone in to set up booths and take a much more complicated booth than we had there, but uh, spending four or five hours to set the booth up and then working, getting there at 7.30 in the morning, leaving at 9 o'clock at night, five days in a row. It can be tough. Any of you that have done expo trade shows, you know it can be really an amazing amount of work meeting a lot of different people. And we thank Cheryl for doing a great job for us. She represented us well, and she was in the booth 
all the time, except when we gave her a lunch break or one of the T-Baw herd mates came by to let her leave the booth long enough to go to the bathroom. And other than that, she manned that booth and did a great job. So it was fun. But Art of the Cowgirls are really different events. So I wanted to share a little bit with people because if you haven't been to a horse expo, you might even wonder, like, well, what's that about? So we've been blessed over the years to do several of them. I've done Equine Extravaganza all the way out in North Carolina, Equine Affair in Columbus, Ohio, and in Massachusetts. I've done I've done everywhere. So Rocky Mountain in Denver, lots of different places. And they all have kind of their own flair or their own feeling to them, kind right. of their own community, if you will. This one is actually organized by a group of women, one of whom is Jamie Stoltzfus, who is a graduate of our Touch by Horse Equine Gestalt program. She's stunningly beautiful. And I've known Jamie since Jamie was about a little less than two years of age. So I've known her her whole life. Her father, John, is a great personal friend of mine. And today she has children of her own. She lives in Montana, married to a handsome Montana cattle rancher and does a lot of things. But one of which she devotes a lot of time to is this event, Art of the Cowgirl. And what I think makes this one different, most expos, like the expos Dane and I have gone to that are equine expos, have pretty much what we say, all disciplines, all breeds. So Equine Affair, which is a large one, they have whole days dedicated to Frisian horses and another day to the Palomino Association, another day to the American Bane Horse, whatever it might be. And then they have probably four or five different arenas going with horse trainers of on English, on pleasure horses, on jumping, on roping, on whatever it is. And the actual cow work is some of the more minor parts of some of the big expos. This one, Art of the Cowgirl, they have found their niche, which I I really love it when companies do that. And they've grown quickly over the last few years. They're kind of doubling in size every year. So the focus of this is really unique. It's all female trainers, all female presenters. The farrier was female, the leather craftsman female. Everybody there is female, although a lot of great guys go. A lot of partners to these females go to the event. But it's raining, it's working cow horse, it's cow cutting, it's it's all kinds of things. So really a different flavor to it. It's like the flavor of the Old West, the Bobby Brooks, who's a famous old cowgirl herself in the 30s and 40s. Everything about it was really fun because it was all by women and presented by women and created by women. So I loved it. I loved the fact that they found their niche. Now, you got in some trouble. What did you do there while I was doing my thing? Hats off to uh, two of my buds. (laughs) Uh, Charlie, who is uh, Jenny's uh, husband, and Troy, who is Blossom's husband. And they're part of our Touch by Horse community. They're both uh, students slash soon-to-be graduates of the program. We just had a great time being with (laughs) one another, and uh, yeah, they they made it a whole lot of fun for me. Charlie, Troy, John Klein was there. There were a lot of guys there, really, a lot of of different guys that were partners to the women that were there. But, But we were... We were thinking that it would be better if they made like one space 
for the guys to just oh, sort of now you have your own yeah. clubhouse. Yeah, we need no. our own clubhouse. No, no, sorry, no. You, <laughs> well, we you, sort of developed that while you, we were there. Yeah, you guys need a doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> you need a doghouse. No, there were some cowboys there, and there were some wannabe cowboys there. There, there were guys there, and yeah, you guys commandeered one of the tables in the sun and sort of took it off. Every time I walked by that table, there was someone of your crowd sitting there having a good time. Well, we didn't, we didn't figure fun. out that table until the closer to the end of the fair. Halfway, yeah, halfway yeah. through. Yeah, halfway through for sure. I think we had over 20 of our community that were there. And that touches my heart. One, that they're very involved. And number two, that many of them made that trip so they could see me do my thing, you know, yeah. and do do and my was, talks. Yeah, it was great stuff. to see everybody as well. So it was fun. Yeah. I want to do a shout out to a couple people. One is Chelsea Doolittle. Chelsea is a coach in our program, a graduate now of the Equine Gestalt program. And there's something about Chelsea. She's very positive and very upbeat. And kind of, if you asked 10 people sitting in chairs, could somebody help me with this? She'd be on her feet so fast. She's just got that wonderful energy of participation and yeah. playing full out and support and all yeah. of those kinds of things. So And just great to be around. And fun to be around, yeah. yeah. So thank you, Chelsea Doolittle. She did everything from helped uh, at the booth. She was my handler for both of my talks where we had this incredible horse that I'll talk about in a moment. She got releases signed by the people who I pulled in as volunteers in the event, all of that kind of thing. So thank you, Chelsea, for your support and your friendship and just everything. She's a lot of fun to be around. And another was Jane Salco. And Jane's from the East Coast uh, and just such a fun person. She's Yeah, she's a, a lot of fun too. Turning a, yeah. a junior this semester in our Equine Gestalt program. And another person who just loves to participate. So I asked Jane on both of the days that I spoke to come in and do a piece that I do often when I have an audience that is called Math to Emotion, where I show that horses are really not interested in what we think. The pure qualitative, quantitative, analytical part of us, they don't dial into it all. They're interested in our emotions. And so Jane did a great job both days being able to help me demonstrate that and to work with this wonderful horse that we had. So that was great between Cheryl being there and Jenny's uh, husband, Charlie, helped us the day we got there. He's very tall. We're not. Dana and I lost the tall gene somewhere in, along the way. And he helped us put up some banners on high poles and just everything. People just are so wonderful in our community to help out and to step forward and do whatever whatever we need, you know, whatever we need to do. So thank you to all of the TBA community for being there. Even Cheryl Green was there from our equine facilitator program and her husband, Mike, and that was fun because I hadn't met Mike and Cheryl just did this year in our equine facilitator program. And so she was there to see, she lives in Arizona, but she was there to see, you know, what we were doing and how we were doing it. And she's another contributor. She's yeah. really a person that steps up to contribute quite a bit. So much appreciated from everybody. Much, much appreciated all the way around. Tell 
Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our Equine Facilitator Program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our Equine Gestaltist Program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our Master Equine Gestaltist Program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. We had a really cute horse. I didn't meet the woman who is the human partner to this horse, but they, whenever I do an expo, the founders of the expo, the people who manage it, bring a horse to the ring oh, 10 minutes before you're going to go in and speak. And I, ha- I knew Jamie would set me up with a great horse because she knows the work that I do. And so she would have a, a little deeper understanding of that. And so she asked, as I understand it, the sister of her friend who actually runs Art of the Cowgirl for this horse. So I walk over and there's this little cowboy named Riley. And he is holding on to this darling baby doll headed buckskin mare. And I asked Riley, oh, she's beautiful. Is she for my gig? He says, yep, she sure is. I was just asked to bring her over to you. I said, terrific. What's her name? He says, oh, I don't know. And I went, oh, okay. So there, I took her and there was this really cute little five-year-old boy. He was just darling. And he was walking by and he goes, ma'am, can I pet your horse? And I said, absolutely. And I said, she's not my horse. In fact, I don't know her name. So would you help me name her? And his eyes got real big and he was fine with that. And he's like, gonna, gonna help us with that. So he looks at her and he says, I'd call her Biscuit which was a cute name for a buckskin. Very cute. So we called her Biscuit all the first first hour that we were working with her. We called her Biscuit, and it was all great. And she never had met me. She had never seen any of my work. She didn't know what was going to be expected of her. She's a definitely a cow-oriented horse. I don't know. My guess is they either rope or cut on her. She was a really cute little horse. And the next thing I know, she's listening to what I'm saying, and she couldn't have been better. She was just on board to assist me in any way she could in the the points that I was making on working uh, with a woman on polarity, just all different kinds of things. So it was really pretty fun to see her learn and to see her try something completely different and completely new for herself. You know, you saw what you've seen me speak many, many times. Have you ever seen me in an arena with more going on around the outside of it? Never. Yeah. (laughs) There, There were kids roping plastic horses there were right next to the round pen that I did. Yeah, right there, next to yeah. like the ropes hitting the round pen, right? There was a set of J Johns and a bunch of little boys that were slamming, slamming those doors, doors and locking yeah. each other in the J Johns and cracking up over that. Tractors going by with feed on them, a bunch of cattle running in a pen that was how many feet do you suppose that between those two pens? Probably Maybe, 30 like, feet. 30 feet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> between that and all these cattle going by. Everything that could happen was happening. It was 
like having, trying to have a meditative, quiet, connective gestalt piece in the middle of the Barnum and Bailey three ring circus. So I gave that horse a ton of credit for how much focus and concentration she gave me more on Friday than Saturday by Saturday. I think her sensitivities were over the top. I think she was very curious about everything that was going on, but she was cute, wasn't she? Oh yeah. Are you surprised we're not taking her home? <laughs> she, she I'm wasn't, surprised you didn't bid on any horses at the, yeah, at yeah, the sale. At the sale. Well, she wasn't for sale. I definitely would have talked to them about her because she was Biscuit. It turns out her name was Goldie, but Biscuit was a, a just a bomb. She was awesome. She was really wonderful. Yeah. So then we watched a number of things. We watched a young girl uh, who's a. I don't know how old Piper is. I kept saying I thought she was 15. People said she was younger than that. I'm not sure. I got to watch about a half an hour of her performance. She is a trick rider, but also teaches her horses trick training. So she had a really sweet Mustang that she did some trick training on and showed different things that he had learned to do. He is a super eager beaver, really fun horse. And then she had some tandem horses where she had one foot on the back of one horse and one foot on the other standing up and riding them at all different gates and then over some lighted torches and picture yourself with one foot on the back of one horse and one foot on the back of the other they are not tied together they're they can go left and right as far as they want to and you have torches with a flame going and you ride that standing up with the flame going between the two horses. So she did three poles like that with the horses, one horse to the left of the flame, one to the right, her over the top of it, and up, down, turn around, and back. She was really amazing, but I think the most amazing part was to see a young girl her age with so much composure, so well-spoken. She explained how she trained them. She explained what she was doing. She was working with another younger girl who was probably about seven on a pony that was learning to do some trick riding. Um, so that was really fun. It was fun for me to see kind of the next few generations down, right, of who's up and coming. If you get a chance to see Piper from Art of the Cowgirl, please do. She's been in the Denver Stock Show. Uh, she's traveling what we call the circuit. So if you get a chance to see Piper, please do. She was really, really fun to listen to and fun to watch what she was doing. And rather than just doing a demo, because this was Art of the Cowgirl, she was answering questions on how she trained the horses, what she looks for in the horses that she uses for vaulting or that she does demonstrations with, etc. So she she was a ton of fun to watch. Well, for especially sure. with the whole fire thing. Yeah, the yeah. fire thing was a little tricky, and they kind of pulled up to stop at a very inopportune moment when she was over the top of a flame. She had to keep going, keep walking a couple more feet. So were so they I'm walking, not running? Or... They were trotting. Oh, okay. They were just a slow jog trot over it, and I think they walked one direction and trotted the other. I don't know. So it, it was fun to watch and um, pretty interesting, and, and they had – both in the stands where you could go and sit and get a good seat to watch it. But they also had, I thought, really nice big screen televising of it. So you could see it from a lot of different places in the ring. So that was a lot of fun to watch. Then they had the sale. They had 28 
really nice horses in their sale, plus some cow dogs. So there were a lot of dogs on site because part of what they were doing was they had cowgirls that were uh, helping to train cow dogs. So whether they were Australian Shepherds or Border Collies or whatever breed they were that was there to go to some of the clinics of the trainers of how to teach these dogs to do things. And I was walking by and just happened to catch uh, five minutes probably of a training on puppies that were herding these three geese. So you've got these three geese who are not defenseless, if you don't know that, and these young pups learning from this woman who was very good at what she did, learning that you don't chase the geese, you herd the geese, and what's the difference between that? And these dogs, these border collies are so intense and so smart, and so they were learning as young pups, oh, I don't rush the geese? No, you don't. She just kept, and by the end of that little segment that she did with them, she could point to a corner and those dogs would move those geese over to that corner and point to another and she'd move them over without scaring the geese and without chasing the geese, but definitely getting her point across. So it was it was fun. It was fun to see that. And then the cow pinning thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they do. <laughs> uh, it wasn't cow pinning. It was the top 10 female cutters in the nation. So the top 10 female women that ride cutting horses and do cutting all did an incredible competition there. And that too was fun. You and I stayed and watched that. And it was just very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing the best of the best. That's always fun to see the best of the best. And they did a great job. And we were on the warm up pen side so we could see them as they were warming their horses up and then watch them as they went in the pen. Totally amazing horses. Oh gosh. Yeah. Really amazing. They know their job. And once they're in the pen, the rider sits what they call deep in your pockets and lets that horse do its job. And because these were top 10, these horses were top 10 and just really knew what they were doing and so, so fun to watch. You could never see it all. There's lots going on at Art of the Cowgirl. You can never see it all. Uh, It was cooler than normal there. So I think we all had shirts and vests, but we were totally fine in the sunshine, especially totally beautiful. So if you decide you want to go next year, you know, look at the Art of the Cowgirl uh, website. They'll have their times up. It'll be in January in Queen Creek, Arizona. And it's just I think I couldn't encourage you enough to come down and see us and see the event. It's really fun and a great chance to get out of the snow and, you know, dry your bones out a little bit as well for most of the country. Well, we're off on a really good new year. I'm uh, in just a couple hours now going to start the first in-person what we call core training for the EGC. I have students waiting for me in Escondido, California, which is about an hour north of where I live when I'm here in Coronado. And uh, so we're on our way to do that. I'll be training all weekend. And then we're heading back to Colorado. So probably the next time that I am on here with you all, it will be uh, from my home base in Colorado. We've had a wonderful couple of months here and a lot of family time, a lot of good off time and just a lot of good time. Ready to get back to work shoveling snow and hopefully... Gabe and Amanda aren't too pissed at us. <laughs> They're not. They're lovely. They've taken care of everything very well. I, I know the one thing we will do is push back from the restaurant eating, because I'm sure both of us have put on a few pounds while yeah. we've been here. So we'll go back and, and do some pushing back from the food. Especially for when sure. the sweatpants start getting a little tight. <laughs> 
Your sweatpants aren't tight. You're so funny. Oh my gosh. So he he's he's a lot of something. Well, we're on to the new year. So thank you, Hope Through Horses, for being a partial sponsor of this podcast. We appreciate you a lot. HopeThroughHorses.com. It is a 501c3 nonprofit that supports everything from people who would like to get a session with one of our practitioners to a couple of scholarships per year into our training program. So we're very honored that they care about us and take such good care of us and support Touch by Horse in every way. Thank you, Kelly Lamphere and the whole board at Hope Through Horses. So that's where we are. We have some really good interviews coming up with some of our grads. I'm very happy to have that on our on our website is some of the material from Horse and Rider. We are uh, the podcast of Horse and Riders called The Ride, and I have four segments of The Ride coming out now. One's already been out. One's out, I think, today, and another two over this next month. Uh, we have a paper article in the Horse and Rider magazine. We're the first company that is talking about mental health healing with horses. Uh, so we're very proud to be that with Horse and Rider this year in the February magazine. And if you go to horseandrider.com, you can see articles that are written about our process, about our company, and about what we're doing. And we're very happy. We're pushing those out on our social media as well, and they will be on the touchbyhorse.com website. So gosh, I did a radio interview yesterday. We've been busy. Did a radio yeah. interview yesterday with Vicki Dobbs. Thank you, Vicki, for having me on there. And that also will be on our website because it was recorded. So when Vicki gets that over to me, we'll put that up on the website as well. It's a different interview. She asked some really different questions, really unique and different questions. So might be something people enjoy. Wherever you are, make sure you nuzzle a muzzle and have a very, very happy week. And we look forward to speaking with you again soon yeah i love it's been great i love you too (laughs) bye bye Bye, y'all thank you for listening to the touched by a horse podcast if you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com that's touchedbyahorse.com or contact our office by phone at 303 440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.